welcome to Cold Cut, the show where none of us have read the script until you, the viewer on Twitch or the later episodes available on YouTube or on all of our podcast places, uh, know that we've received the script right here on air. We are on episode three of Hub. Hub is written by Nicole Tuttle-Rob and edited by Mariah Clausen. And Cold Cuts itself is based on a concept by Declan Grogan. This past episode, episode two, a structure shows up in Hub and our strangers are forced to complete a challenge. So would love to introduce you to our actors. Actors, when I call your name, tell us the, uh, the, the name of the character that you play. And this week, our prediction challenge. So last week's episode, we, we saw that our heroes or protagonist villains, who knows? We haven't figured it out yet. They're dropped into different scenarios. Last week, it was a magical school for magical children. And, and they completed the challenge that was set forth. And they found out that Green's real name is Eve. Yes. Uh, it, it seems like they learned a lesson in courage. So my challenge to you this week, what is the challenge that you will be faced? What genre do you think it will be? It's probably not going to be another magical fantasy school, so no cheating, saying that we'll repeat it. Nicole is much more talented and imaginative than that. Please give, please give Nicole more credit. And which character do you think will have their name unlocked this week and why? Yeah, I know you're going to have homework. I'm sorry. It's what, it's what they pay me to give you. <laughs> First up, no pressure, we have Emery Chase. Hey, hi, I'm Emery. I narrate the story. Um, I vaguely remember, I think everyone's name was on their bracelet at the end of last week. We just didn't get told what they were. So I think everyone already has their name unlocked, unless I'm misremembering that. Um, we had talked about how we're pretty sure it's going to go in rainbow order, because last time everyone had like a little red stripe on their band. So this week, I imagine, will be Orange's Challenge. Um, I think it's definitely going to be something we talked about, like trust, anger management, that like kind of thing. And I feel like with in line with that, it would be super cool if it was like an action movie genre. If we're sticking with like classic genre tropes, I think that would be super fun to see. I should unmute myself. I like that. I love the idea of playing in different genre tropes. So that's, it's a fun concept. I, I feel like that's probably where we're headed and loving every second of it. Deconstruction is one of my chef's kiss favorite things ever. Uh, up next, we have Crystal Lee. Hello, hi, my name is Crystal and I play Blue. Um, the uh, Southern level-headed, everybody we should be friends character um, who Delton is 90% sure is evil, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, this week, yeah, I agree with Emery. It's, it sounds like it's going to be in rainbow order, oranges challenge. So like red had kind of a moment where red found courage in the last one. So I think this one action movie, I hope it is, but also maybe horror movie, which would be a fun, cause like, you know, it's like, it's, a, it's like a stressful scenario and orange is like the most volatile so far. Who's been like, I don't trust any of you guys. This is all bullshit. It'd be really cool to just be like in a crisis horror scenario and he just has to be like okay never mind like we're, we're we gotta work together we have to be a team we're gonna ah like that kind of thing that'd be cool i feel like just in a in a crazy got... swamp forest or something i live in a swamp forest and let me tell you it oh. is very crazy here and there is a lot of horror here so, so yeah that'll i yeah. look forward to that yeah I, I hope none of you ever have to live in swamp forests Get out of my swamp. <laughs> that's oh I that's my life in a phrase. Uh so yeah, I am seeing I'm seeing Grant who plays Orange like smiling so big right now. And I'm just wondering, like by the time I get to you, how many are gonna be piling on you? <laughs> and Orange's like 
Uh, real bad anger issues. Character development. Character development. Character development. <laughs> I, I will it's say. Like, it's like everybody's shoving it at me or something. <laughs> is it that obvious? Hey, hey, look, look. As an actor, be grateful <laughs> for the opportunity to showcase your range and ability oh. to show your character growing. Oh, believe me, I really am. But at the same time, it was more to humorously go along with what you were predicting. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to nail it because literally all of you are nailing it so far, and I have no question that you will continue to be as such. And speaking of people who are nailing it, we have Marissa Catherine, whose character was the one who found out her real name last week. Hello, I'm playing Green, or now we know her as Eve, which is so exciting. Also was the name of one of the students, so I'm wondering just, is that a trope that's going to continue going on? Um... I definitely agree for doing rainbow order. That is probably the best thought here, but I can see Orange needing to learn patience since he is a big run, jump. We're just going to go and do it. So I could see almost like spy movie-esque thriller of something where we need to just like take our time through it before we rush in. So that's where I'm going in there. <laughs> what if it's like a genre crossover, like a spy Ooh. horror? Ooh. Or, yeah. I want that. Or like action spy or, or horror <laughs> action. I don't know. There's there is so much potential for all of these stories. Uh, <laughs> what if it's, what if it's like, wait, I was like, what is the crossover between like spy and horror? And I was like, well, spy thrill that's like a heist. What if it's a heist? That. <gasps> oh there it is. I, I suddenly we're it. suddenly we're in ocean six. Okay. I love heist. <laughs> And hey, speaking of the man of the hour, we have Orange himself, Grant Patrizio. So Grant, actually, yes, hi. I am going to give <laughs> you individually and specifically a challenge because everybody up to this point thinks that you're going to be like the next one who has the arc. So you can't say yourself for this one. Who do you think will be next in line to get their name and story arc? Well, that's kind of rude because I was yeah. legitimately following along from the last week plot thread here. I've got yeah. no backups. Um, Grant, nobody has ever said that I am nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have on Twitter, but anyway. Um, <laughs> you should see I... it before we go live. It's it's terrifying. <laughs> Meredith is a liar, confirmed. <laughs> uh, I have I have demolished. I have demolished the fourth wall. Is my work here done yet? Anyway, um, I think if I can't say me, my next guess would be like other end of the rainbow, we're going blue. And blue's lesson would be maybe a little, learn to be a little bit more discerning in like in a situation that specifically requires even higher intensity than last week's magical school episode. And I could see that fitting into either an espionage film or an action movie where she would have to disarm a bomb or something of that nature. And let's just say if she snips the blue wire, it might not be good despite her inclination. Um, those, okay. are just, those are just my thoughts. But if I can say what I'm thinking about the orange thoughts <laughs> for a second here, just as like a backup, uh, I definitely also think it's Orange's turn. He needs to learn patience and to shut his mouth. And I think he will be tricked into a ballet recital in order to accomplish that. Ooh. Oh, please, please, please. <laughs> I, I retract where he every can, Where he cannot talk at all. Him. I want to see him in a ballet recital. So Desperately. I would, like to, I would like to say, Grant, I know that I threw like a big, huge, hard softball at your face just now. Um, but for being such a good sport, let's all give let's all give Grant like a hand for being a good sport about it. And also, if you're in the Twitch chat, just like hashtag we love you, Grant. Um, I, oh my God, you guys! <laughs> I, I know I'm not nice, but I can at least cushion what a horrible person I am uh, right now. And um, uh, spoiler, I am actually the one behind this experiment. Um, I, would believe, I would believe it. Your hair is purple. You're like the missing, you're the missing purple. I In would fairness, part of it's blue. You can't see it. It's, okay, it's okay. Gradient. Gradient. <laughs> They're in cahoots! I'm too They're in cahoots! <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I love all of you so much. Uh, and up next, someone who I also love, Aubrey Poppleton. Hello. Hi, uh, I'm Aubrey. I play Red. I'm a little sick this week, but I'm going to do my best. Uh, I uh, agree with the Rainbow Order and the Patience bit. Um, as far as genre, I think like a Michael Crichton-esque hard sci-fi would be really cool this week where we already did the fantasy. Let's like maybe it'll alternate and go sci-fi this time. And yeah. We hope you feel better. Hashtag, yeah. in, the, hashtag in the chat, feel better, Aubrey. <laughs> Everybody, um, I, I got a message from my mom. Uh, so this, is, this counts as a comment. Uh, she said she thinks I'm nice. But in fairness, that's my mom. Uh, she's supposed to think that. And also, I'm nice to her because I don't want to get grounded. So um, I'm not a nice person, but I'm nice to my mom. And I just want to clear that up. We love you, mom. Thank you for leaving comments. Aww. All right. Up next, we have Corey Sapi. Uh, don't, don't, don't try it, Delton. I'm not going to be nice to you. You're not my mom. <laughs> And up next, we have Corey Sapienza. Hello, I am Corey. I use they, he pronouns, and I am playing yellow. Um, and not to be boring, but I agree with what literally everyone has said. I definitely think it's going to be orange next um, because of rainbow. And I think this is, okay, to be fair, this is a lot less like my actual genuine theory and more wishful thinking because I think this would sound hilarious long distance. But I think Orange needs to learn how to work with other people. And you know what the best way to work with other people is? Doing a musical! I want a musical episode, and I'm just going to leave that there. And I would love to be the one who has to bust out the song. Um, wow. Uh, can I take back my ballet idea and second the musical now? Full musical. There can be ballet in the musical, yeah. but oh like full God. musical. Come on, man. The musical like... is Swan Lake, but like the Barbie version. No, 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 no. With as many times as we've said rainbow tonight, I am suggesting that we do a Ronnie James Dio jukebox musical. You can find a way to ballet to that. You're all creative people. <laughs> I believe in you. All right. And up last, we have Delton Ingle Sorrel. I'm sorry I yelled at you earlier, but also Hi. don't touch me. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just push through and it's gonna be okay. You're you're my little rain. You're my you're my little rainbow Mew Mew Delton. Thanks. Real pop champ. <laughs> I'm Delton for pronouns are he him. Um and gosh. Yeah, Orange really does need to learn to just chill out. Maybe it's just a beach day episode where we where we just learn to relax and he just learns to not pick a fight. But also I I was curious about what Blue's lesson would be and I kind of think Blue needs to maybe it's going to be a inside out type deal where there's not always a solution. Sometimes you just need to know things are bad and that's okay. And and that's that maybe that's Blue's reckoning. It's Blue's Kobayashi Maru. Blue. Yeah, Blue learns how to be Blue in a Kobayashi Maru. Sweet rhymes, y'all. Yeah. And with hey, that, everyone, her name I have is Blue, nothing else to submit. <laughs> hey, everyone, is Meredith going to sing Blue. for the rest of the intros like last season? No. no. <gasps> that only happened one great. time. Actually, it happened twice. And that was... Um, hey, there's please a reason. the magic number. Look, there's a reason why I haven't cut a hit single. Because anyway. exposure needs to happen. We need to get those songs out there. Show the world. Look, the world already got one very, very, very small taste of, of Cruel Angel's thesis as a Gregorian chant, and the world does not ever need that again. Um, unless, unless actual monks want to take that up. In which case, I would listen to that like every day, because Gregorian chants are cool, and they need to come back into fashion. They are very cool. I appreciate them very much. So, with that, does anybody have any further predictions, ideas, insights, off-the-wall theories? And this includes you, Twitch chat. <gasps> any ideas? You've been quiet, except for my mother. She's an Italian-American woman, which means she doesn't know the word quiet. You're going to get shown up by Mrs. Nudo? Come on. Yeah, come on. 
Wait, Come I on. just had a I just had a theory. What if instead oh. of corporate team building, this is actually a Skittles commercial? <gasps> just just it's just part of the recent M M&M and M rebranding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is there really an M M&M and M rebranding? Yeah, they made the female ones less sexy, and people are mad about it because I guess they were attracted to candy. I don't know. <laughs> They changed. They changed uh, Green's go-go boots to sensible sneakers, and meanwhile, all the fins out there were like, "But, but I like go-go boots. It's not wrong." So it was, it was like they were kind of changing some stuff that no one was offended by or upset by in the first place, because they were like, "Oh, she's wearing go-go boots. Oh, people are offended because it's sexy." And meanwhile, those of us who wear go-go boots, because I do. We're like, oh, there goes our femme representation. Aww. Yeah, just really, they really overestimate how much people care about the foot attire of their cartoon candy mascot. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, they lowered, they lowered uh, Brown's stilettos and made them a squarer heel to make them less sexy. And everyone was like, but we didn't ask for this. Like, no one cared. We want you to close the pay gap. We don't care yeah. about the heel <laughs> height on m and yeah or or Corey is suggesting in chat put all the m&ms in heels look That's i am brilliant. all for yes. everyone of every gender if they want to wear heels bring it wear heels they look fabulous as heck they make your leg look nice and long and have a great silhouette hashtag I've, pro heels in chat i've sprinted in heels after someone and that is that's difficult. impressive that, that is, is impressive. I don't I ran think I've ever managed to do that. Too. That was a lot. I thought That's even more die. impressive. Delton, you should be proud of you. But Thanks. we're getting off I would have died. <laughs> Just down the stairs. I've dead. done my job. I derailed the conversation. <laughs> no, you are you're a delightful unicorn human, and you should be proud of you. Uh, but we do have to get this started. So will you please send VCast their scripts platform and chat? If you're not going to be sending us really cool messages that I can say on screen here, then the least you can do is support independent theater by hitting uh, subscribe to our channel because we are Twitch affiliates and your subscription helps make this possible because it lines our pockets and helps us produce this <laughs> show and other indie productions. So thank you for that. And I like that. tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your parents. Go ahead, Delton. I like that we're becoming like those restaurants where you go there because the waiters and stuff are paid to be rude to you. So we're just guilting chat now. Well, I'm being paid to be rude to all of you. Yeah, it's it's interesting <laughs> as a format. Yeah! It's great. It's so wonderful. <laughs> okay, I'm got a couple more thumbs up to wait on. Ooh. Oh, oh, wow. Crystal, please tell me you haven't scrolled down. <laughs> no, I, I, I just saw the first page, and I was like, oh, we do get our names. Ah! <laughs> ah! I didn't even know that. How dare you? Okay. So much for cold cuts. We were all <laughs> wrong about the Galilee based on the episode title. All right. All right. That's everybody. Okay, here we go. Hub. Episode three, Wit, by Nicole Tuttle. Huddled near each other, standing on a blanket of fresh green grass that wasn't there a few hours ago, our six captives eagerly studied their metallic bands. My name is Eve. That's my name. Jeb. I'm Jeb. What about you, Blue? The name's Grace, although I think that name should be reserved for people who have any. You can call me G. I'm Malachi. How is this possible? How do we remember our names but nothing else? They are being very careful to only give us what we need. My name is Avarice. I, I saw my name in there. In that school. On a freaking book. Wait, us too. Eve, Malachi, and Jeb were kids from that club. What was the other one's name? Hank. That's you, isn't it? Hank Healthman. How the hell are you? Healthman? The nurse? 
I'm pretty sure our teacher's name was Grace, wasn't it? So, what, they're taunting us now? Look at us, we know your names and you don't. Almost like we've unlocked our names by completing the task. So I know this isn't random. We are exactly who they intended to bring here. Like, this was designed especially for us. Golly, don't I feel special. The more we complete, the more we remember about ourselves. And the more colors we gather, too. Look, there's a red part on my wristband. They all turned their wrists over, studying the red addition that was now a part of their metallic cuffs. Malachi's band had no new additions, however, apart from his name. It's like badges in a video game. This is a pretty twisted game. And we don't know anything more about who's doing this. That's not entirely true. When I was being the best distraction ever back there, I did a little snooping of my own in Mr. Healthman's office. Oh, that was not my office. The weird school portal parallel version of you. Whatever. But, but I found something. What is it? Turns out, Hub wasn't just the name of the school. Its name was all over the documents in Healthman's office. Hub. What did it say? Looked like purchase orders of some kind. But our Mr. Healthman was receiving some pretty gnarly sounding chemicals and some expensive technology from a company called, you guessed it, Hub. Hub is behind all this. Is it actually a company? Or is it a school? Or was that just the weird parallel they made? Your guess is as good as mine. This place is Hub. You're saying we're in Hub right now? Think about it. What does Hub mean? The center of activity. We started here. We came back here after that portal. Kind of like a home base of sorts. We're in Hub right now. Perhaps. Well, at least we know a little more than we did before. Ugh, I'm going to try and sleep. If we're going to be expected to go through school every day, I'm going to need a full eight hours. Avarice took off towards the cave in which they had all taken refuge before. He's right. We're not going to be any good if we're exhausted. Um, you all should come and look at this. The others quickly bolted over to the cave to meet Avarice. The exterior looked the same as it did when they first arrived here. However, inside, six short beds with metal frames lined the walls. Each bed was adorned with a colorful bedspread, similar to the tunics and bracelets. On the other side of the cave sat a table with a spread of delectable-looking food. This doesn't make any sense. Of course it does. Why would they starve us or mistreat us if they wanted us to complete tasks? It would not be an accurate experiment if we were not at our best. You think that food is safe to eat? Because I'm starving. I'm not touching any of that crap. We really should keep our strength up, don't you agree? I don't see why would they go through all this trouble of taking us, wiping our memories, programming a very specific portal world just to ruin that all by poisoning us. Yeah, very unlikely. Good. Jeb rushed forward and began stuffing their face with the spread available. <laughs> all right, eat up, everybody. We better head to sleep. Who knows what we'll have to face tomorrow. After filling their stomachs with food, they laid their heads down on their respective beds. Exhaustion overtook them, and they all drifted calmly off to an anxious and restless sleep. Too soon, it seemed, they were awoken by the new day's light creeping into the cave. Malachi, the first out of bed, made his way outside to stretch his legs. The others took their time waking up and moving out of their warm beds. Good morning, y'all. Morning, G. Morning. Uh, hey, keep it down over there. There's breakfast. You mean those assholes snuck in here last night and we missed them? It does not appear so. <clears throat> Refilled by some sort of mechanism, I would guess. They would not risk coming into contact with us. However it got here, I love it. Good, you're up. Oh, Malachi, where did you head off to? I found another one. Another uh, what? Another portal? So soon. Yippee. I'm so excited. It's over on the other side of the mountain, just kind of sitting in the middle of a field. Does it look the same? Identical, apart from the color and the word. This one is green. 
What's it say this time? Wit. All right, let's get this over with. Look who's <clears throat> Mr. Eager now. Blue was right. The more we do, the closer we are to getting out of here. And call me G, you know. I'm hoping that I don't have enough time to learn all your names, because we're getting out of here today. <laughs> How kind of you. So, shall we? Wit, huh? Yeah, I'm clearly so very smart. Not like I went and got myself kidnapped or anything. We can do it, Jed. Together. Malachi led the others to where he found the second portal. It sat, just as he mentioned, in the crater of a field of grass. As they approached, they were able to make out the engraved word, wit, at the keystone of the archway surrounding the bright green light. Well, here goes nothing. And in they went. First, there was light, then darkness, then light again. They heard their surroundings before they could see it. Loud explosions, gunshots, and shouts coming from every direction. As they opened their eyes, their vision was assaulted with clouds of smoke, dust, and soldiers dressed in dark-colored uniforms sprinting around them, responding to the orders being yelled. Malachi looked around at his companions and noticed they, too, were all wearing the same colored uniforms. We need to get out of here. And, like, now, please? Let's get someplace safe. Quickly! What are you six doing here? Get to the bunker now. Go, go, go. I'll cover you. They didn't waste time before following the commanding officer's order. Ducking through the active battlefield, they made their way to a large bunker south of the front line. They piled into a small tent at the edge of the encampment. Okay. I did not enjoy that one bit. We are no match for an entire army. Maybe, maybe we don't have to be. Pretty sure it's obvious what our task is. Avarice pointed to the strategy board set up in the center of the tent. Her task is war strategy. Maybe? There has to be more to it than that. The flaps of the tent burst open, and the sergeant rushed in. You lot just gave me a heart attack. What were you doing out there? What we were expected to do, sir. Those were not your orders, soldier. Uh, why don't you remind us, Mr... Uh... That's sergeant to you, soldier. Uh, all right, sergeant. I don't need my best recovery team doing grunt work. Recovery team. Yes. What's the matter with you lot today? Am I going to be able to trust you with this mission? Well... Of course you can, Sergeant. That's what I like to hear. Now listen up. Your mission is to recover the colonel from the enemy camp. The colonel? He was captured late last night. They sent us in this stopwatch. We got two hours till they plan to kill him. And we know exactly where they're holding it. The sergeant gestured to the map at the center of the room. An amusement park? Abandoned amusement park. These enemies are smart. Puzzle makers. They probably got the whole place rigged to trap you in every turn. You need to find the colonel before time runs out. By any means necessary. And when you say any means, you mean... By any means necessary. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. You got a lot of ground to cover, and not a lot of time. So you get out there and be smart, team. We're counting on you. The sergeant exited the tent quickly, leaving the team behind to soak in his words. Puzzle traps are probably going to require a lot of wit. <laughs> of course they are. So we're supposed to get all the way in there, unharmed. Don't forget we have to come back, too. And do it. I know we can. So, what's the plan? Eve moved to the strategy table in the center of the room and looked down at the map of the abandoned amusement park. What is this place? I don't know, but it looked fun. I mean, look, they have a water park. With water that's probably poisonous now. Oh, man. How are we supposed to know what's a trap? We probably won't, but whatever it is, we're going to need to be ready for anything. Sharing tense glances over the strategy table, they took deep and steadying breaths. With silent nods, they moved toward the opening of the tent and embarked on their rescue mission. It was a tense walk to the entrance of the abandoned amusement park, each of them carefully watching their backs as they traveled through an active war zone, 
Bricks from buildings fell as they were hit with exploding ammunition, narrowly avoiding the group. Grace, watch out. Oh. Malachi oh threw an arm around Grace's waist and pulled her back into him just as one of the raining bricks landed where she stood just moments ago. Oh, ma. You're okay. You're okay. <sighs> nice reflexes. You really saved me there. Uh, of course. We're close. Keep vigilant. Thank you, Malachi. Don't mention it. A few nerve-wracking minutes later, they stood at the entrance of the amusement park. Broken turnstiles lay off-kilter on the debris littered on the ground. The once welcoming and bright sign beckoning you to enjoy your stay at Hub Amusement was missing several letters, and the letters that did remain were hanging off-center, threatening to fall onto the ground below to join the others. Cute place. Hub Amusement. That name keeps popping up. Theory about us being in a hub might have some merit. What is the stopwatch at? An hour 45 left. How far into the park is this colonel being held? According to their recon, pretty much dead center. No matter what angle we take in, it's equal distance. In that case, is it smart to enter here? The front? I mean, I mean that's, that's what they'd be expecting, right? I just want it to be known that I hate this. Noted and agreed. Sooner we get started, sooner we finish their twisted game. And perhaps they expect us to not use the front, so we will not run into any traps, many traps at all. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> Stay close, everyone. Look out for each other. Follow me. Avarice led the group in through the front gate of the amusement park. The air hung thick around them, bringing in with it a sense of danger. With each tentative step, their bodies shuddered and tensed at the possibility of it being their last. No one dared to speak a word for several minutes. It was Avarice who eventually broke the dreadful silence. Up ahead, look. The ground is painted like a checkerboard. What do you think it means? Never been very good at checkers. Are we supposed to play a game? How very Harry Potter of them. Who? Seriously? No, I don't think we're supposed to play anything. Maybe we have to muscle our way across. Against what? There's nothing there. Yet. See the mechanized floor. There. See? Hank pointed at a crack on the ground ahead. The space between allowed the smallest glimpse into the ground's underbelly. Its mechanical system was currently dormant. I think it's a puzzle, and we need to make it across without triggering the mechanism. And if we do? Then you use muscle. Well, are we supposed to know the pattern or just guess? Their eyes, their eyes danced around the empty park as they approached the painted ground ahead. They came to a stop at the edge of the board. Maybe it's a memory thing. Like, it will show us if we're wrong, and we have to remember not to do that one again? Your plan is to purposefully get it wrong? No! I'm just throwing out options. So, who's going across? Silence fell over the group. I will. Look, I I've got this, I promise, all right? Just, anyone got a suggestion of where to start? <laughs> Grace moved slowly across the edge of the board, looking at her options of starting positions carefully. She took a long breath and closed her eyes, setting a quick thought into the universe, and lifted her foot about to take a step onto the square in front of her. Wait! What is it? Try the white square, two from the left. You sure, kid? Maybe? That's reassuring. Moving down the edge of the board, she stopped in front of the white square, three from the left, and with a quick smile at Jeb, she took a step. With eyes closed and body tense, Grace stood still on the first square, as the ground beneath her whirred with the sound of a machine coming to life. Grace, don't move. She didn't. She stood statuesque, listening as the machine below her moved. 
waiting with bated breath for the outcome of her choice to rear its head. What's it doing? Frankly. They all stood motionless, listening to the machine sounds filling the air, a crescendo of agonizing questions. Slowly, the square on which Grace stood lit up, a bright blue color, and the machine lulled to a low murmur. Holy crap! Jeb, you were right. How'd you figure that out? Over there. There's some flags over there. They have the same checkerboard pattern. Across the board stood six tall flagpoles with large checkerboard flags dancing in the wind at their peak. Each flag had the same checkerboard background and in one word spelled out in different colors and sizes and orientations on each flag. Hub. There's six of them. One for each of us. I chose the blue one because, well, G was blue. Genius. The words are different sizes on every flag. Because we have to take different paths. Oh, nice eye, kid. Think you could get me all the way across? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. You need to go straight forward. We're continuing the age. Brace followed Jeb's instructions carefully, gaining confidence as each square lit up blue under her feet. She's almost there. Diagonal now to the black one on your right. Grace took a final hop to the square, and the blue light shined beneath her feet. The word hub was proudly displayed in blue light as Grace fell off her square onto the concrete on the other side of the board. She made it! <laughs> nice going, kid! Superb work. So, who's next? Seems too easy. But it worked! She's across! Yes, but now we know the pattern. We know the rule. It seems simple. I'm fine with simple. But this is a test of wit, right? Why would they make it simple? Maybe they didn't intend for us to see the flag so quickly. Guys. Or maybe we are not finished with the puzzle yet. Guys. I'm going across now, okay? You can fight over how easy this is when we're done. Guys! Careful if I were you. I'll be fine. Guys! Eve's voice carried through the air just as Avarice took a step onto the board. The machine whirred to life under him and began to shake the square. It turned bright red and the mechanical thrum grew louder and more intense by the second. Oh, what happened? Rules changed. Avarice, watch out! The ground beneath Avarice's feet began to spark, sending electric jolts toward him. Shit! Ah! Get off the square! I, I, I! He's frozen in place. Avarice, move! He's gonna pass out. We have to get him off that square, or he is going to die. Malachi jumped into action, rushing towards Avarice, who stood frozen on the electrified square. Without a second thought, he threw his arms around his waist and pulled back wincing in pain as the electricity bit his own skin. A moment later, the square deactivated, and it settled once again into a quiet lull. Are you okay? Shit! What the hell did we do wrong? Look at your flag. Pointing towards the collection of flags, Eve shook her head. It's upside down now. It wasn't like that a second ago! The rules changed. Screw the rules! It's okay. Now we know. Are you okay to try again? Damn. Yeah, just give me a second to find my feet again. After a few moments of recovery, Avarice was back on his feet at the edge of the board. All right. Talk me through it. Carefully checking and rechecking the upside-down flag, Avarice moved across the board as the orange squares lit up below him. You made it. And next time, I get to go first. The others followed suit, slowly and carefully, watching as the orientation of their flag moved, even mid-board, then eventually switching orientations between each square, demanding concentration and quick thinking to continue. By the time Malachi was on the last one, the flag moved in a constant circular motion, no time to think, no time to question. 
moved to the right square before the flag flipped to the other side. Forward! Quickly! Stop! Don't go! It switched! Go left! This seems rather unfair. Just keep going, quickly! What next? Wait, wait! Right, go, go now! Another one! Come on, Malachi, you can do it! Listening to shouts from his group, who stood safely on the other side of the board, he moved quickly and recklessly across the board, the squares lighting up red beneath his feet. He came to the second-to-last row and paused. Where next? No one answered. Hello? Where to next, please? It's gone. What? The flag. It just disappeared. Excuse me? Maybe we need to discover your last square based on the pattern you just created across. It's just a bunch of random squares. There is no pattern. What do you mean there's no pattern? Where am I supposed to go next? Just hold on. We'll figure this out. Don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. There has to be a pattern somewhere. Look everywhere. Perhaps it is the Fibonacci sequence. What does a dead piano player have to do with this? That's Libra's genius. Shut up! No, no, don't stop your rifting conversation on my account. Hank, what does it mean? I cannot be sure, but if I have a little bit more time, I might be able to make it out. Just stand still! No problem there. We'll get you out of there. I know. The machine whirred to life again, bringing a cacophony of sounds. What did you do? Nothing, I didn't move. What's going on? The rules are changing again. What do you mean? What's happening? The previously lit red squares danced along the board, moving in formation and creating the outline of a number in the center of the board. It's a timer. What? 60 seconds. Hank, do you have an answer yet? I need more time. We don't have any more. What should I do? Does anyone remember his flag? Think, come on! No, it was moving too fast. I don't even remember what side it stopped on. What am I going to do? It's okay. It's okay. Malachi, look at me. Look at me, okay? Don't look down. Don't look at the number. 40 seconds. Jeb, not helping! Hank, get us that answer! Uh, the sequence disappeared to create the timer. I am trying to recreate it. Well, you have 35 seconds, so I suggest you hurry. Grace! Make a jump for it! What? That's too far. But it's a puzzle of wit. Sometimes you have to be smart enough to realize there's no other option! I won't make it. Yes, you will. Everyone spread out across the board, we're gonna catch you! I can't. You have to! 15 seconds. What if I don't? You will. Come on, we got you! Come on, Malachi! Five seconds. Malachi, please! Three! Malachi bent his knees deeply. Two. Pulled his arms back behind him. One. And pushed off the ground with every ounce of strength he could muster. <sighs> his feet left the board just as it lit up with crackling energy sparking around his feet. He traveled through the air towards his friends, who stood safely on the other side. With his hands outstretched, he reached for them. His hands gripped Grace and Avarice as they reached for him and pulled. Together, the three of them tumbled onto the concrete of the safe and solid ground beyond the checkered board. Oh my gods, you made it! Oh, thank you. <laughs> nice jump! You're okay? Remind me not to go last again. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, figured out the sequence. That's very helpful, thank you! You are welcome. We need to keep going! We only have 45 minutes left. Can't wait to see what else they have planned for us to almost die doing. They continued into the park for a few silent minutes, and no other puzzles presented themselves. Traveling for a few more anxious minutes, they were starting to feel the weight of the lack of traps. Uh, something's wrong. We haven't seen a single trap in about ten minutes. We're almost to the holding point. Maybe they thought the chessboard thing would stop us and didn't bother planning anymore. Unlikely. Plus, if that was our only task of wit, our portal would have appeared to our portal would have appeared to take us home, right? That's how it happened in the school. Right, there's more to this one. Great. Nearing the place where the hostage is said to be held. He's right. Pipe down. Slowly and quietly, the six of them inched towards the large structure in the center of the walkway. A bright green building with parapets and floor-to-ceiling windows decorating its exterior. Inside, 
Twinkling lights hung from the ceiling and illuminated the large ballroom. Sitting in the center of the room is a single chair, occupied by a single person. There he is. Let's get him and get out of here. Okay, follow my lead. We're going in fast. I'll keep watch. Wait. We don't have time to wait. This is too easy. She's right. What do you suggest we do? This is the final trap. It has to be. Or we already passed our stupid trap and now we can get him out. You're not listening. Something doesn't feel right. Maybe you're being paranoid. That's not the colonel. What do you mean? Look at his coat. It, it's, it's the wrong insignia. Eve is right. I'm now. Eve? I'm thinking. Think faster. Screw you. I don't see you coming up with a plan. I had one. A stupid one. Oh, come on. It's not the time for your bickering. We have to find the real colonel. How do we know there even is a colonel? Wait, Chab, you might be a genius. Um, you're welcome? What do you figure out? Who told us the colonel was missing? Sergeant. Right. And who told us where to find him? The sergeant. Who sent us into a trap-infested park? So what, he lied? Obviously. He's working for the other side. He's a turncoat. Why would someone turn a coat? It means he's a double-crosser. Uh. You know, for a genius, you're not too bright. If there is a colonel, he's the one who's got him. How much time do we have left? 20 minutes. So let's go get him. The six ran back towards the exit of the park, leaving the decoy colonel in the ballroom behind them. Sprinting quickly through the falling debris, they reached the edge of the chessboard quickly. Think it's still on? Only one way to find out! With a hop, Avaris landed on the closest square, his eyes shut tight as he braced for the pain that never came. Well, that was one risky way to find out. Didn't have a whole lot of time to waste. Come on! Fleeing across the now harmless machine, they made it to the edge of the park, not stopping to check the front gates for traps. They flung themselves over the rails. Their feet pounded the pavements as quickly as their hearts pounded against their chests. Darting determinedly, they made it back to their camp with five minutes left on the stopwatch. Where? Where would he be? Plain, plain sight. Uh, uh, the strategy, Tan. Come on. You really think he was there the whole time? It couldn't hurt to look. What if he's not there? He'll be there. Four minutes. What happens if we don't complete a task? We can't worry about that right now. We have to find the colonel. The team split up and began tearing every inch of the tent apart, ripping through papers, tossing tables, until they were sure they had checked it all. I, I can't find him. Oh, we were wrong. We can't have been wrong. Nice going. You just lost us this challenge. We're probably all gonna get killed now. It's not her fault. We still have one minute. Wouldn't make it back to the theme park in time. We don't have to. I was right. That was a trap. Then why did we still not find the colonel, huh? Because she's right. Their heads spun in the direction of the voice and saw the tall, muscular frame of the sergeant standing in the entryway to the tent. His arm was round tightly around a young male with tired eyes, who struggled futilely against the hold, a gun held to his temple. You figured me out. Wasn't that hard. Now let him go. You've lost. Thirty seconds. Lost? <laughs> Says who? Says me! The boss moved to lunge at the sergeant before Eve grasped his arm and held him back. No, the boss, wait. He won't do it. Um, Eve, he looks pretty ready to do it. He won't, because we're all witnesses now. He wanted this to be quiet. It's not anymore. He's out of control. He won't do it. You don't know anything about me. I'll do it. Ten seconds, Eve. Stand down. He won't do it. You're insane! I'm right. The seconds ticked away as the tension in the room heightened to an explosive level. Time. The sergeant's wild eyes scanned the room, assessing the possible outcomes. 
His forehead was covered in a shine from the sweat. He pushed the barrel of the gun harder against the colonel's head for a moment, his anger at a climax, and cried out before tossing the colonel towards the ground and dashing out of the tent. He didn't do it. Eve, you're a genius. Ah, ah, I'm so glad you were right. Me too. You saved me. Thank you. I am forever indebted to you. Now, if you excuse me, I must report this incident. And suddenly, the group was left alone in the tent once again. How did you know? Wit, I guess. Does this mean we passed? Pretty sure Eve passed and we rode her coattails. Just then, the small tent was illuminated by the presence of a large portal with bright green light. Within moments, they had all piled through, desperate to escape the war-torn battlefield. First light, then darkness, then light again. They opened their eyes to the canvas they had come to know, but with a new addition. Trees dotted the expanse and filled the horizon. Seriously? Our reward is trees? Trees provide a lot of beneficial assistance. Shade, lumber for fires, oxygen. My wristband has a green potion now. They all looked at their wrists, seeing as the colors fade into each other along the circle, like an ombre of color. Oh my god. Gee, what's wrong? I... I remember. I remember something. What is it, Grace? I... I have a brother. And... Bum bum bum! <clears throat> so, before <laughs> we start this conversation, I just want to say that, like, watching people solve puzzles is very difficult to both write and perform. So, for Nicole and for all of you, just rising to the occasion and creating something very suspenseful with just your voices and just the words it you should all be very proud of you and because you were all fantastic that was beautiful also all of us were wrong <laughs> yup yeah every yeah. single so wrong. one completely wrong Who rainbow order rainbow speaking order. of which christmas order uh no uh <laughs> complimentary color order that yeah yeah <laughs> The rug just got pulled right from under us. I'm kind of afraid to guess where things will go because uh, Grace <laughs> Blue uh, sudden family reveals. Um, that leads me to believe is the next episode diving into more of her backstory. Do we get warped to her childhood home or something? RGB. Like, Ooh. Red, green, blue. Ah, RGB. Uh -oh. Didn't even think about that. Oh, no. <laughs> ah. You did this to yourself. I guess I did. I love puzzles, though. My God, I was like, yes, Eve, you go. Yeah. So fun. We hadn't, <laughs> so good. We hadn't thought war or puzzle. No. As one no. of our predictions either. So it was great. I love that it was both. We, hey. But we did. Oh, my God. Were we yeah. at Six Flags? A swing. <laughs> no. No. Oh, no. Yep. I'll be All exiting my them. booth now. All six of them flags. <laughs> All six of them flags. Uh... Six flags. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't deny it, but whatever. <laughs> you know, we've been we've been wrong about so many things that I hope just saying that six flags that we were correct on that. <laughs> what else could it be? What else? So I like uh, Aubrey also brought up a good point about how it might be in complementary colors. Something else that it could be is um, it, it is also alternating between a warm color and a cool color. So there might be another warm color next, um, mm. like an orange or a yellow uh, or pink. Although we don't have any other warm colors or, or cool colors. My guess is I know. I mean, obviously we know that everyone. Learned oh, their names at the end of last episode, but the one who said that they remembered God. their name was, was green, and then the yeah, next was challenge green. was hers. And now blue's the first person to say that she's remembered something else. So I think next will be blue, and maybe yep. that's like the link is whoever the last person to say they remembered something at the end of the episode. Maybe. I mean, 
I mean, I was thinking that. I I'd like to think that that plot thread is a you know a common pattern here. But if I may get meta again, what if the writer is so like happening to be watching this and then just like and slightly shuffling them around? Shuffling what them if around. it just slightly shifts <laughs> ba based on the way we like predict things? What yeah. if that's what's happening? That's happened Damn. in previous episodes. The plot so. wasn't expected <laughs> all the last yeah. time around by our thoughts. <sighs> no, there is. Hey, that. Yeah, there's precedent for that. For the there is, there is. It happens somewhere. If we if we guess correctly, they rewrite things to mess with our heads. And honestly, I love it. Like, wow! Like wow. as a as a first timer, I guessed that. Like what the fuck? Gaslight uh, gatekeep girl boss uh, Nicole. So so the writer, our writer Nicole Tuttle. Our, all right, so our writer Nicole Tuttle is actually in the Twitch chat at the moment and says, "Don't expose me like that in all caps." Um, I mean, Nicole. Nicole. To be fair, this whole like section of the show has been nothing but pattern recognition. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, Meredith, is it time to start shipping people? Because that waist grab with the fallen ah! tree. Yep, yep, yep. It felt like we started shipping them last episode. Was that just me? <laughs> I was shipping them last episode. <laughs> like you're, you're behind on that, Delta. I'm oh always God. oblivious to that sort of thing. Ask oh my literally God. anybody. I, I, I just don't pay attention to ships because normally <laughs> I play the character that doesn't get shipped, so I just ignore oh. it. Um, I'm, we... I'm usually in the same boat, so this is weird territory. I mean, we bicker like a married couple, so. I mean, potentially it could be, but like, watch what a watch, watch me remember that as my like big uh, pre-episode reveal. At the you end remember of that you're married to her, but she doesn't remember that. Ah! I'm married to you, and it gets really awkward. Watch the twist. <laughs> That'd be so good. Nicole's just like, time to write a soap opera. <laughs> Here and we go. Red's I the mean, only one that doesn't call Grace G. Like, Red always says Grace. Oh. Shit. Oh, man. Salem. Okay, but I'm on Team Orange and Green. I want to see. <laughs> I mean, they do bicker like a married couple. In fairness, in fairness, red and Ron blue. and the braids. In in fairness, red and blue are very Ouch. are very good co uh, colors together. So is orange and green, also good colors together. Um, yellow. I'm sorry, you're a minor. I'm a child. Don't get me involved <laughs> in this, please. Like established to <laughs> be yeah, like uh, the, the health yeah. guy. Here with my medical instruments, and I'm just gonna enjoy keeping all of you alive. But yellow, yellow, still getting over the the, the school. Yeah, yeah. I was I was into that NPC yeah. situation. Tried. <laughs> I tried. Alas, heartbroken. I, you might be someone's child. Mm. I might be someone's yeah. child. Oh my god, yeah, we don't know how old anyone is. Dun, 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 dun. Or brother. Blue's little brother. Yeah. Could be Blue's oh, little brother. Yellow yellow is yellow is non-binary. Yeah. Yellow does not sure. identify as masculine. As as Double someone thing. who's non-binary, it's like there needs to be like a good like sibling. Like sibling. sibling. That, that's yeah. not I think sibling. If Blue said brother, all of our brains were still on yeah. brother. But you're right. Because yeah. yeah. they yeah. wouldn't be her brother. So that Because like I still go by brother because I don't like sibling as they them. Mm. And like yeah. sibling's just like it's too formal and informal at the it same is time. Formal, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I win because I don't have any siblings, so it's not a problem I have to do. <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay, well, we do have to wrap this up. Chat, if you have any last, this is this is your time. Like, I mean, I'm gonna cut you off soon, chat. Uh, Cass, anyone else have any last words before I cut to my final spiel and send you off for the week? To think about new ways to be mean to all of you. Why? Why would you do that? Because that's why they pay me. <laughs> anyway, Cold Cuts is based on an original idea by our writing partner, Declan Grogan. Music is by Vincenzo Torsiello. 
Hub is written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clausen. We do this every Saturday and every Tuesday we post up the videos on YouTube and the audio version is available on all streaming platforms. Make sure to follow us on all social media at Platform Prodco. That is P-L-A-T-F-O-R-M-P-R-O-D-C-O for more information and see you next week.